This is the Alchemy of Art Podcast, episode 82, Interior Design with Hope Pace. Our quote of the day was said by Bruce Lee, Absorb what is useful. Discard what is not. Add what is uniquely your own. Art calls for complete mastery of techniques developed by reflection within the soul. Hello, everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives. Alchemy was the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another. And we all do this every day. Whether you are a painter, a sculptor, a baker, or a gardener, Every choice you make is transforming our world. On this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and spiritual selves for the better. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. I am an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting. Uh, And my new book, which was recorded for Audible, is called Start Selling Your Art, A Guide for Starting a Professional Art Business. When this podcast first started, it was to share just stories about artists. And then that morphed into artist interviews. And now I've expanded our topic of discussion to include ways that everyone can harness their creative energy. If you'd like to receive inspiring artwork and updates on my juicy new projects sent straight to your inbox, I invite you to visit my website studioalchemy.art and sign up for my art newsletter. And now for our topic of the day, my interview with interior decorator Hope Pace. Hope Pace is a certified interior designer and real estate staging professional. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Informatics, Psychology, and Sociology from Purdue University and an MBA in Finance and Marketing from Indiana Wesleyan University. Hope runs a company based in Indianapolis, Indiana called So Chic Home Designs. Their website is sochichomedesigns.com, and I will have a link for that in the show notes. On her website, Hope wrote, to me, good design is about surrounding myself with things that hold personal meaning. Good design reminds me of who I am at the core. And this can be achieved by layering pieces collected through the years handcrafted items, or recently purchased objects. Colors, textures, places, and things leave indelible marks on our lives. By exploring this mental framework for each design project, I'm able to create carefully curated and distinctive style aesthetics for my clients. I met Hope Pace a few months ago here in Indianapolis. For the past 60 years, there's been this thing that's called the Decorators Showhouse. And what that is, is these designers get together and they, they're 
given a house, you know, somebody donates their house for a year, basically, and they each get a room in the house. And then after the decorators have redone each room, the public gets to tour the house as a benefit for Eskenazi health. And hope is going to be in the 2022 uh decorators show house and I was invited to be one of the artists to contribute to this year's project and Hope and I got together and she's commissioned me to hand paint several pieces of furniture for her signature room and I could just give a little hinty hint about them. Um, we've been using black and gold. One of the pieces has snake design on it. And so just a little teaser, you know, you, you'll be able to go to either Hope or my Instagram in the you know coming months and see those pieces as we finish them up. The house tour is going to be April 23rd to May 8th. 2022 and uh so we are hope and i have been um putting these pieces together and it's been so much fun to work with her on that special project and uh, so without further ado i will uh start our interview here with hope pace welcome hope to the show hi annie i'm so happy to be here and thank you for inviting me <laughs> yes well i can't wait to hear about you know, more about you and your philosophy and yeah. how you structure your business. Um, because interior decorating is such a creative uh, and oftentimes collaborative art form that I think it's, we're going to get a lot out of what you have to share with us today. So thank you for coming on the show. My first question for you is, if you could design your dream house, what Ooh. would it look like? And I might even intersperse that with is your current house your dream house like you know <laughs> sometimes what's that saying that the shoemakers children have no shoes you know sometimes we we work so much on other people's projects that we don't do our own and so I'm curious that is true how there's much, some truth to that yes yes so is your dream home your house now you know what um thing? I I would say my dream home currently is wherever I am. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, my my physical house, I've been in for like the last 18 years. And quite honestly, just as a designer, we always have trouble designing our own homes. A lot of people don't know that. Okay. Um, you will walk into a home and it, it speaks to you, but sometimes it can feel a little empty because Oftentimes we are indecisive about what we want to put on our walls and around us as well. So I say that to say, I love my current home. I think I have lots of texture, lots of black, lots of metal, um, lots of pattern. So wherever I go, I try to incorporate that for sure. Okay. Um, in terms of my dream home though, I may have spoken to you about this before, but I literally envision myself kind of peeling back the layers, if you will, believe it or not. Someone that loves patterning and color, you would think, oh my gosh, what is she doing? But I would love to pare down and actually have a modern contemporary container home. So an alternative <laughs> structure than the normal kind of wood, a wooden frame. I'm looking more into like this, this, the, um, what is it? The uh, da, 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 container, you know what I mean? Like the metal home. 
So okay. instead of the framework being wood, I would love for it to be steel. Okay. Um, and then kind of build around that. So if it were me, if I had my druthers, I would literally probably have about five or six containers that were kind of built on top of each other. Oh. And they look like a, a modified mid-century modern frame. Okay. Lots of black cladding, probably some cement cladding and just natural wood. That's my ideal, you know, maybe pitched high pitched ceilings and lots of windows. That's okay. my ideal home. So I'm looking into that, you know, probably in the next five or six years or so. Okay. Um, but for the time being, I am in love with my current home. I won't I won't say I don't love it. I have things around me that I'm in love with um, nature. I put a lot of plants in my home. I love okay. velvet. So I have, you know, velvet sofa and velvet pillows all around. So, yeah, and lots of pattern. I'm into modern geometric prints here lately in florals. So, okay. So, yeah. Okay, great. I can imagine it. What's the story of how you became an interior designer? Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> Honestly, I did not go to school for interior design. I am self-taught. I grew up under a, um, a what do you call it, a, a stylish mother, you know, okay. who loved fashion, who loved uh, interior decorating. She would always repaint the walls, always put new flooring in and, you know, new um, wall coverings. We would kind of flip our interior about every three to five years. Whoa. Literally. Yes. So we had a different kind of look every reasonably every about five years or so. So I grew up under the tutelage of my mother who taught me about how to combine, you know, patterns um, with prints and how to mix textures together in terms of materials, leathers and velvets and, um, you know, poly cottons, girl, you name it. I learned a lot from her. Um, the one thing I did not learn was how to hang wall coverings. I didn't have the patience for it. My mother is like the pro at that. I hate it personally. I can okay. pick out wall coverings. I just don't like to hang it. So okay. to answer your question, I am self-taught. I actually went to school to do the corporate thing. You know, I, my background in, um, in corporate business is account management. So uh, client account management, uh, business to business insurance, and um, I've always worked in kind of a service, a client service role, more on, that, on an executive level. So I did that for about 15 to 20 years, close to it. And then I just decided that I had this natural skill set of decorating. I would, I would decorate people's homes for free. I've been decorating my friend's room since I was a little girl, you know, let alone okay. my room. I would go to my friend's home and completely redo their rooms while they were in the other room. I, that's what I did. They played with the dolls. I played with the room. So I'll be redoing their bed, hanging pictures, getting their dolls together, putting them on the shelves. And so I did a lot of that clear up to my adulthood. I would, you know, go to friends of friends homes and redo a room and just totally transform people's space. And it got to a place where you know, people started feeding into me and saying, you know, you should really do this. Like this, this is you, this is your skill set. You should, you should really start <laughs> a business. And I was 
kind of on the fence about it because here I am, you know, I had a master's degree in business and um, I thought I was going to work corporate literally for the rest of my life and just make great money doing that. And it just got to a place where I don't know if anyone has, has seen Jerry Maguire or not, but it got to a place where I felt kind of underappreciated and um, that I wasn't really following my passion and what I what made me happy. My paychecks made, definitely made me happy, no less, no doubt. But I wasn't doing what I was called to do, you know, which was to help people really engage with their homes, to love the places where they where they are, where they live and play as a family or, you know, what have you. So um, I decided that I would, you know, save my money up. Any, any, you know, discretionary income that I had, whether it's bonuses or what have you, I would actually pay down things or pay off things and start saving my money up. And then I, I, you know, invested in, I started my business and I invested in, you know, a website and, um, you know, creating my portfolio. And I, again, I was doing a lot of things for free for a while. And then eventually I set up my my business. So I'm a home-based business. I work out of my home office and then I actually visit and travel to my clients' homes. So it's kind of a concierge type of design business that I've set up. Um, That being said, I left my full-time position probably after about about five years or so, five and a half years of working on that position. I gave myself like eight years. I said, I'm going to leave in three extra years. And I was, I couldn't do it. It was just, uh, just pain that was just pulling me like you have to, it's a now never. And so I decided that I had enough business that was actually carrying me over. It was getting too busy. Right. Okay. And okay. I had to weigh the options and said, okay, today's the day. And I did that about six years ago and I okay. never looked back since. So I've been in business for about six and a half years, actually seven years. And uh, I've been busy ever since, you know, I specialize in residential interior decorating. Um, mm-hmm. We do quite a bit of cosmetic redesign for people that are uh, wanting to uh, remodel their home, maybe, you know, refresh their homes. Um, okay. And then also we do um, real estate staging for people that want to market their home. So that okay. is, those are the three things that we really kind of specialize in. Okay. Wow, I have so many questions. Hey, sure. One for the the real estate staging. I mean, do you have a warehouse where you keep extra pieces of furniture and artwork and stuff that you bring into people's spaces as needed, and then put it back in the storage facility? How does that work? You know what? That is a really good question. I get asked this question a lot. Uh, we typically do not hold the furniture inventory. What okay. we do is we hold the, the furnishings. So the accessories, um, all of the kind of the soft um, furnishings that go in, okay. uh, in addition to the furniture, we actually do store that. But we work with a couple of uh, rental companies, local rental companies, okay. and okay. we uh, source the furniture inventory from them. Which is great okay. for me as a business owner. That's less inventory that we have to hold. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. great. It's a great thing for us. Um, but yeah, it's worked out very, very well to where we kind of sub, not sub. We partner with um, okay. local rental companies for the big pieces of furniture, and then we bring in all the kind of the aesthetics, if you will, to kind of support that with our staging projects. Awesome! Wow, and. I- Another question, I feel 
probably, it would be so difficult to price things. And I looked on your website and it said something about, oh, you know, we charge by the hour. So you're, uh-huh. you, how, how long you work on projects. But, um, you know, for example, when I do a painting, mm-hmm. I charge more if it's for a commission because there ends up being a lot of back and forth like, Oh, sure. Yeah. Emails and clarifying with the client and sure they really like it. Whereas if I just make my own little painting, it's like I can do what I don't have that all back and forth. Yeah. Um, So I guess it's kind of a two part question. You know, how do you budget your time? How do you pace yourself? And then also, how do you how do you react to the clients and you, you know, you're working with them to create their space, but then sure. you have your own designer vision. Um, mm-hmm. How does that back and forth work? You know, it's yeah. very interesting. Um, typically, how in terms of charging our clients, right? We try to, to, to look at it from a perspective of I'm charging you for both time and talent. Very similar to what you're doing as an artist. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist in a different way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we we base our fees on that aspect alone. Also, the value that they're going to get, you know, in return um, for a non-finished space versus the one that is fully professionally decorated. Okay. Um, the time that they save and in working with a professional versus doing it themselves. Um, and then kind of the longstanding um, effects that they get, which cannot be measured, but psychologically, physiologically, that they get from having a finished space that represents them and their personality. So mm-hmm. we take into account kind of all of those things, uh, but we definitely let history, you know, of working on projects and the length of time that it takes to, to from, from beginning to end to actually implement that to a determine what the rate would be, if you will, for mm-hmm. working with us. So yeah. it's pretty straightforward. We try to do things based on uh, by the hour, which most mm-hmm. of our design consultations are hourly rates or hourly fees, if you will. And then our, um, our design service, our full design service, which includes shopping. Long story short, we do so by... Um, looking at the, the, the length of time that it will take to actually decorate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we look at the value that we are going to provide to our clients, you know, from not using a professional to actually using a professional to do that service. Mm-hmm. We usually don't get a lot of back and forth, which is a good thing, I guess, a good sign of, of business in that we try to set an expectation upfront mm-hmm. with them to let them yeah. know what we can and cannot do. Um, based on a few things, whether it's their budget or their, I usually try to call it investment versus budget (laughs) because it is, it's an investment. Um, So based off of that, also based off of our personalities, you know, I, I interview the client just as much as they interview me. Um, Sometimes we may not be a good mix uh, for each other and that's okay. We're all human beings and we, we may not. Good thing is again, 98% of the time, we're pretty, we're a pretty good mix. <laughs> so we yeah. move forward. Um, yeah. But the biggest thing I try to walk away with in terms of what you're going to get with working with myself and with Soshi Comb Design is that I understand your style. Mm-hmm. I understand where you're trying to go with your style. 
I also understand that you probably don't understand your style preferences. And so my job is to either be a player or a coach in this or both. Okay. Okay. Um, I try to take things that direction versus being so kind of technical, you know, layman's terms. I'm either going to be a coach designer where we're just consulting with each other and we're just kind of, I'm just trying to help you make the best decisions before you make them in terms of decorating and design for your home. Or I'm going to be the player. I'm going to be your, your running back or, or what have you. I'm going to, you know, take this design to another level because you don't want to deal with it at all. So mm-hmm. approaches to how we, we work with clients, whether it's just, you know, one-off design consultations or it's full, you know, design services. So great. Wow. All right. So my next question for you is I know that you love color, incorporating color into your designs. What are your thoughts on the emotions that color can evoke? Um, how do you find a balance with neutrals and pops of brighter colors? Um, Thoughts? You know, I try to, color is, it, color, there's psychology to color, yeah. right? Um, and I just happened to major in psychology <laughs> as an undergrad. <laughs> um, and so I do understand that there are certain stimuli that we have around us that can cause us to feel, to react. Mm-hmm. And so I do try to impart color with my projects doesn't happen all the time. I also tend to be a neutral person too. So I I can run the the polar ends of that. But with clients that, for instance, are typically neutral, Mm -hmm. what I try to do is to incorporate, to ask them, what colors do you tend to radiate towards? Some of them honestly don't know. But for me, during a consultation, it just takes a tour around the home. It takes a tour into their closet. Let me see what you typically wear, you know? And I start taking themes of things that are already around you, but you don't even recognize that you're emotionally connected to. So for instance, I have a um, few, quite a few clients, but one of my clients that I recently worked with, there was a bedroom project and they had super gray walls and I love gray mm-hmm. the gray has certain tones to it that can feel have you feeling um down at times it can have mm-hmm. you feeling like uh, at, right after a rainy day you know and if you are typically a positive person or if you um, kind of radiate towards more excitement um gray probably won't be your favorite color unless you're a neutral based person like myself I'm neutral so I can go one way or the other (laughs) but for this particular client their bedroom was kind of dreary you know they had um some kind of medium tone gray walls and they had super dark furniture that was that was kind of oversized for the space and what I ended up doing was I asked them during the kind of the interview consulting process what colors how do you want this space to feel? I always lead with that because when people start talking about their feelings, I start associating that with colors, certain colors. It can, it it could be gray. It could be turquoise. It could be red. It could be blue. And she kept saying that she likes a nature. So I'm thinking about all the colors that are in nature, which are many, 
And then <laughs> I asked her, okay, what about nature? We're like, where do you, what, what do you vision yourself kind of being in nature? Well, I like water. Okay, so we're getting into blues. So I know blues are going to play a, 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 you know, a part in this. And she said, I like, you know, kind of being able to look up at the sky. Okay, we're thinking a different tone of blue. So now I'm thinking of tones of blue. And she said, oh, I love greenery. And I like, um, kind of like that teal color. Okay, so now in my mind, we're playing into azure blue, where it kind mm -hmm. of has some green undertones to it. So that being said, um, I ended up transitioning the wall color from this this gray tone to like a almost like a it's I think it's called silver mist and it's a blue green tone. So now when you walk in, it literally feels like you're either right near water, like you're floating on water, or you're in the sky. Mm -hmm. And she, they, obviously because she's married, <laughs> love it. They loved it that it was a mood enhancer for them. They felt more relaxed in their space. They felt more uh, at ease and peaceful, like a sanctuary. And that was the goal. So that's mm -hmm. one of the, the ways that I try to play around with color. They would have never thought about that. And, and, and they literally said, I would have never thought to bring the color, these um, tones from nature and express it in wall color. And I took it a step further. I actually uh, found a duvet for the same project, found a duvet that had grayish tones as the background, but had azure, turquoise, and teals in the in the pattern. It looked like almost like a watercolored paint. It's absolutely gorgeous. And that was one of their favorite features in the space. So I that's one example of of how I try to incorporate color from a um, psychological perspective. Um, there are some clients that want to tone their space down. You know, they may have red walls and red is a great color of energy. It's a conversation starter. It's one that typically you find in dining rooms where you, or around uh, restaurants where people are converging together and they're eating and there's just a spark of, you know, of movement going on. Mm. Well, you don't necessarily want red for a bedroom unless that is a, a, absolutely your style. But I try to say you know, incorporate that, you know, your sleeping quarters is where you want to feel relaxed. So we need to find tones that are associated with that. So I say that to say, you know, I've had clients that have had neutral tones and I've taken them to, you know, bright yellows, <laughs> bright blues, or, um, you know, pops of magenta. So I, I tend to try to find color some way, somehow, in the project, even for my clients that are 100% neutral, like black, white, grays, creams, I love that. And I and they're like, well, we like a little bit of color. So I bring in plants, green. It's the easiest color that you can bring in and incorporate in the space, you know, mm. without it being associated with, you know, a dominant color. In fact, okay. you're bringing nature in, which is the best thing that you can do. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Maybe I can get you to talk about your decorator show house room just a, a little bit, like, you know, so you give people a teaser about what your vision is and what colors sure. you've chosen and why. Um, yeah. 
I am so excited about the Decorator Show House. Actually, this is my second time participating at the oh, show house. Okay, it's the cool. second time, yeah. Um, the first time I got to do a small powder room, which is okay. great. Um, it was elegant, it was classic, it was just, it was just wonderful. Um, this time around, I get to do a bedroom ensuite. So I feel like there's gonna be a lot more traffic, and so it's a little bit more um and nerve wracking in a good way, meaning a lot of people are gonna see this room. So currently the space that I'm working on right now is a little girl's room. Um, I wanna say she's probably a tween or so. So the room, the colors, speaking of wall colors, <laughs> the current uh, room color is almost like a Barbie, a Mattel Barbie hot pink. Yeah. <laughs> again, a little girl, fine. Um, it's bold. And I'm about to take it to another bold level. Okay. What I'm going to do is uh, my vision is to change the space from a bedroom to a woman, a modern day woman's boudoir, a modern woman, today's woman's sitting room, um, her space, or I want to say she shed, but eh, I wouldn't call it that. It's a little bit more elegant, if you will, but a place for her to be able to escape from everyday life. It's a place for her to go in and sit down and maybe even have a few drinks with her girlfriends. You know, I'm going to make this into a sitting space. You know, sometimes um, in some of the older homes, there used to be what was called the parlor room, right? The sitting room. I'm going to do that for this space, but it's going to be just geared towards the woman of the house um, for her to have an area to sit read her magazines or novel or uh, hell eat bonbons if she wants to <laughs> but have drinks with her girlfriends maybe a couple of cocktails and just catch up with each other or if she wants to steal away at her desk and you know maybe write some and, and journal um or just do a little bit of light work she can do that as well so just a really beautiful space that's going to be bold lots of color. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of um, like a teal peacock greenish blue color on the wall. So very dramatic. Um, velvet practically everywhere, but velvet wall um, um, curtains, if you will, or drapery. Um, uh, what other colors? Oh, animal print. So it's it, brass. Lucite, um, you name it, snake print that you are going to be helping me with. <laughs> it's going to be um, decadent, sophisticated, um, modern, chic, maximalist. I don't know if many of you know what maximalist means, but in terms of design, it really means being able to combine lots of pattern, lots of dramatic color and print all in one space, but it's cohesive. It makes sense. It tells a story about who lives there and what they're doing. And so I'm very excited to be able to put that together for next year's um, Decorator Show House. And you guys kind of get a peek into my head and how I go about, um, you know, decorating a space and what goes into it. Um, one of the things that I do want to do also is to show people how to mix new furnishings 
with vintage pieces in the same space. And so that's one of the things and features that you're going to see also in the space as well. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it because the things that you're putting together, it just feels so fresh to yeah. have the old with the new and it, it gives a balance to it that I love. One thing I'm hearing you do is your creative process. I just want to point out is, you know, you have in your mind for the uh, decorator show house room, the client, like the, the, the person who would be enjoying the room. Absolutely. And, and one um, technique that I've seen um, taught for writers mm -hmm. uh, or for business people is to envision the person who is going to be reading the piece or the person who is going to be your client. And mm -hmm. you can even, you say it's for business. I can mm -hmm. say, you know, my ideal client, sure. their name is Sherry and yeah. they are between 30 and 50 and they love doing this and this and this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it gives me a well-rounded picture of that person. And then I can direct the writing or the, the business things that I'm doing, or mm -hmm. I, I can do it when I do a newsletter. Mm -hmm. I might envision one of my favorite people who, you know, I could, I could actually be envisioning one of my friends who I know might be reading it. <laughs> and then that, that helps drive the work. It helps you know who your audience is. Absolutely. And, yeah. That is, that is honestly how I approach every design, um, almost exactly like that. One of the things that I try to do is to design with my client or my ideal client in mind. It becomes a personal process for me a little bit in that we are kind of interviewing each other um, informally. Mm -hmm. I take note and I observe the type of clothing that they wear. I mm -hmm. observe the type of books that they have on their shelves. Uh, I observe some of the family pictures that they have of vacations. Um, I observe a lot of their mementos and somehow I observe through, you know, through them telling me the, the, their favorite places they, to vacation, their favorite local eateries. I try to draw inspiration from all of these things that help me then create some type of outline of a concept in working with you. Mm -hmm. uh, for the show house, kind of no different, no different from what I would typically do, but now in a show house, we don't necessarily kind of design the space for the current homeowner if it's occupied. We design the space to kind of showcase our skill as a designer. So we'll bring out the best of what we're known for, right? For myself, for Soshicom Design, we are known for um, uh, pattern play and mixing mm -hmm. textures and also bringing new and old together in a cohesive okay. way. Those are the three things aesthetically that we're known for doing. So that's what I hope to do in this space. But to, to take it a step farther, like you mentioned, is who is this person? Who is this woman? And I had to think about that initially. I honestly, the woman, I kind of see a reflection of myself. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, who would I want to be to who lives in this space? 
Um, you know, she is stylish. She loves fashion. She loves getting dressed up. She's a girly girl, you know, um, but she's also uh, strong, strong-minded. She's um, intellectual. She loves showcasing, you know, femininity with very strong features of something else and combining the two together. Um, she loves color uh, and she expresses herself through all of these things. And so she, she, she loves vintage, you know, vintage eras from the 70s. Um, I myself was born in the 70s. So <laughs> um, it's, it's just kind of take, like I said, taking inspiration from different things and then combining and coming up with this kind of an avatar of, of, a, of, a, of a client. And so that's what I hope will be reflective in, in the show house space that I'm um, decorating for. Yeah, for sure. I see all those things that it, it yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. Wonderful. All right. Question number four is, I am writing a book on symbols and mm -hmm. I love hearing what images are most important to people. What's your favorite symbol and what does it represent to you? Mm. <laughs> I have so many. I know. <laughs> I think I think in terms of I I tend to see things I tend to see the ge the geometry in things, mm -hmm. right? So for me, I look for circles. I look mm -hmm. for diamonds. I look for leaf-shaped things. I look for waves. I see a lot of things, these things in nature that I bring to design. So for instance, if, if someone were to ask me like, what is my favorite kind of shape? I would probably say a diamond shape. Um, one of my favorite things, and this, is, this may be going down a rabbit hole, I don't know, but <laughs> one of my favorite fruits, it's a pineapple. And you know, okay. pineapples symbolize um, welcoming people, right? Mm -hmm. um, gratitude for for bringing people into your home. Like literally, it's a it's a welcome welcome you into my my sphere, my atmosphere, if you will. And I don't know if you noticed, but on on a pineapple, there are it's the skin is diamond shaped. There's diamonds mm -hmm. all around that. So I've always had an affinity for that. And quite honestly, I, I can't even tell you a time when I haven't um subconsciously look for that in, in designs that I, that I work with like prints and patterns like if I have a um throw pillow that I'm looking for for some reason I'm going to modern geometric and nine times on the 10 it's likely going to incorporate a diamond it's just okay. it's weird like that but so I, I can say that's one of my favorite shapes or you know okay so awesome you're making me <laughs> want to eat a pineapple yeah, but do you also like, like to eat them too? I'm a, I keep looking this way because I it's funny because when I start talking about shapes, I start seeing them. So I have a planter over to my left okay. that is like this teal color that has diamonds on it. So yeah. uh, <laughs> we surround ourselves work. with things we love. And we do. Absolutely. I, Subconsciously, we do a lot of that. Yeah, we do. And I I thought it was great how um, a minute ago you said um, express myself through the color we were talking about yeah. the color but um yeah I mean just certainly everything we surround ourselves with mm -hmm. 
is what creates the home and where it's an expression of who we are. Absolutely. Your home is an expression of who you are. So it's very interesting when you walk into some people's homes and I try not to, a lot of people think because you're a designer, like you walk into people's homes and you're immediately like judging people. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that for me, I always look at it as an opportunity, especially if I'm invited in the home to help them. So I always look at things from a blank canvas, like, oh, okay. If it's like, quote unquote, like a lot to work with for me, that's a lot of great opportunity versus if someone is pretty up to par, it's like, okay, I can see where I can help out in this situation. But going back to the home, being an expression of you, of who, who you are, I think that, I think that is like almost like the crux of life. If you think about it, you know what I mean? Wherever we lay our head down, wherever we come home, this, this is our respite from, from the rest of the world. And so we want those things around us that comfort us that remind us of who we are, whether it's mementos or photos or like yourself, you're an artist. So, you know, the things that you, you paint, those are things in your mind that you're expressing now outwardly, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we, I think everyone else kind of does that too. They just don't have the technical term behind it, but there's some psychology behind having things and elements that make us feel how we feel on a day-to-day -day basis. It's our comforts. It's our, it's the things that we want to hold on to. So yes. I, I personally, I keep going back to this, but I love the feel of velvet. I like how, how it feels tactfully against my fingers, you know, the smoothness of it and being able to, to make shadows and prints from that. Um, mm. I love the saturation of colors that velvet brings. And so that for me is a comfort. It's a comfort. I love plants. I love greenery. So I, I have to have that aspect from nature in my home, no matter where I go. When I do design projects, I have to include nature. I'm used to, that's one piece, one right there. <laughs> but I also have it, like, I don't know if you can see this or not. Maybe, maybe. Oh, oh yeah, there they right? are, so, our friends. Yeah. There's my plants. So I have to like, I have to have that around me just to feel comforted. And I think we all, we all do that in our lives, you know, mm -hmm. uh, whether we do it so, um, intentionally, which is my, my job is to educate. Part of my job is to educate mm -hmm. <laughs> my clients on how to actually live intentionally with their space. How do I get them to engage emotionally and psychologically with their space, their new space. And that's, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the beauties of being in this creative field. Um, and you and probably feel somewhat the same is that how do I take a space from not really being utilized because they're unhappy with how it looks and how it makes them feel to transforming it to a space to now they they love and they want to spend more time. They want to spend more time with their family. They want to bring over their guests and kind of celebrate each other in this space that represents who they are. And that's one of the things that I feel I get the most um, satisfaction out of uh, really being a designer. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Hope, for sharing your thoughts with oh, me today. No Do you problem. have any, any final words of wisdom for us or anything that you wish you had known when you were younger or, um, you know, you, <laughs> you know, I try to, yeah. I try to say every day is to live your best 
as if it's the last. Live your best, you know, be your best self and show up every day um, as if it's your last because you never know mm-hmm. and no regrets. Yeah. Do things intentionally with no regret. Yeah. Right on. Oh, great. Well, thank you, Hope. Wonderful. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Addie. I appreciate the time. <laughs> it was well spent. I love it. This concludes the Alchemy of Art podcast. May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home in the muddy water. May you find your voice.